Welcome back to the Stoicast with Max V. How to thrive in a world out of your control. We are up to week 17. Meditate on others' virtues. That's amazing, thinks Yale as she watches her friend Abigail hand the homeless man a $100 bill. Yale is more concerned with avoiding the stench coming from the man, but not Abigail. She can't help but to give to those in need. Abigail is the kindest person Yale knows. I want to be more like that, Yale thinks to herself and smiles. Our weekly quote is from Marcus Aurelius from Meditations. Quote, When you want to cheer your spirits, consider the excellences of those about you, one so effective, another so unassuming, another so open-handed, and so on, and so on. Nothing is more cheering than exemplification of virtues and the characters of those about us. Suggesting themselves as copiously as possible, we should keep them always ready to hand. Your work for the past several weeks has been focused on one main aspect of Stoic practice, reducing the desire for externals. We've addressed what Stoics think you shouldn't desire, but what do they say you should? We'll begin by answering this question this week, but it will also be the focus of the discipline of action, which we'll explore next. The Stoics encourage us to seek virtuous friends. Yale's inspired by Abigail's actions, which she believes to reflect her friend's virtuous character. This is the sort of friend that ancient Greco-Romans from Aristotle to the Stoics to Cicero would have approved of. Aristotle even called it a friendship of virtue and considered it the highest kind of friendship. The Stoics thought of it as the only one deserving that name. To appreciate the contrast, think of how we accumulate more and more friends on social media made up of mostly people we haven't even met. Becoming a good person is not just a matter of avoiding desire of the wrong things, it is also a matter of desiring the right ones. Training ourselves not to covet other person's sexual partners, for an example, is most certainly a good thing. But it is even better to train ourselves to be just, kind, temperate, and courageous. It is admittedly hard to improve on our own. We need help. We need yardsticks against which to measure our own progress. This is why positive friendships are so crucial in Stoicism. A friend like Abigail is, in a strong sense, a guiding light for the aspirations of Yale. If you think that this is putting too much burden on your friends, recall that sages are very rare, and that people who inspire us don't have to be perfect. Surely Abigail has her own limitations and faults, and perhaps is Yale, who can help her with those things in, in turn. They pull each other up, encouraging one another to become better and better. Notice that Marcus mentions the character of those about us, which is a broader category than just friends. While friendship is the obvious place to look, we can also learn how to be virtuous from colleagues, relatives, and even perfect strangers. Had Yale witnessed the same scene where the homeless man was instead helped by a stranger, she would have likely have learned the same lesson in practical virtue. And one more thing, Marcus says that nothing is more cheering than witnessing people engaging in virtuous acts. This is an interesting point because joy at the sight of virtue is one of the positive emotions that the Stoics thought we should nurture and that should be present in a sage. So we know that Stoicism is not about suppressing emotions, only about escaping from the destructive ones. What to do? This week's exercise is simple. Take a few minutes each day to write about the admirable character traits of your friends and acquaintances. Choose a time of day when you'd like to do this. Then, every day, write a few sentences concerning the person whom you admire. Rate your mood before and after the exercise. If you find you have a lot to write, you can always download a spare journal page. Answer the following questions each day. Be sure to rate your mood at the beginning and the end of each writing session. Rate your level of cheerfulness from 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest. Question 1. Whom will you be writing about? 2. What character trait of this person do you admire? 3. 
what do you find admirable in this person and why? Four, rate your cheerfulness again on a scale of one to 10. Be sure to keep these points in mind when writing. One, the focus should be on what character traits you admire about the person, not material or superficial aspects that are not in the person's complete control. Two, the person does not have to be a saint. Just focus on the one thing you admire about that person, even if they have flaws. If flaws do come to mind while writing, try to stay focused on what you admire and don't worry about what's not admirable. Three, these can be friends, family, or acquaintances. You don't have to know the people well in order to find something admirable about them. Why do it? One of the main reasons for doing this exercise is that Marcus suggests it's a wholesome way to lift our spirits. We can take an educated guess as to why he thinks this is the case. First off, focus on the positive. Marcus implies that throughout his meditations that he may have been surrounded by people who were di difficult to work with or to be around, but focusing on the positive aspects of both friends and difficult people have lifted his mood. Second, recollecting how others have positively influenced him may have instilled a sense of cheerful gratitude. Book one of the meditations is almost exclusively devoted to this exercise. Marcus reminds himself of the virtues he learned from others throughout his life, which also serves as a reminder to work on exemplifying those character traits as much as possible. Finally, focusing on what's in a person's control, i.e. their character, may have helped. Marcus practices the dichotomy of control, taking his mind off of dispreferred indifference, whose outcomes he could not completely control. But this is mostly speculation. Your goal this week is to find out if and how this exercise may help you. Weekly review. Did you find Marcus's experience were true for you? Did focusing on the virtues of others around you raise your spirits? Were there other positives, unexpected, or side effects? Take a few minutes to write about your experiences. That is it for the end of Discipline of Desire. You've spent this past 17 weeks focusing on reducing your desires and aversions to external things. Now it's time to retake the brief quiz that started off this section and see how much progress you've made in the discipline. Take the quiz on the next page. Question one. I get really upset when I don't get what I want or things don't go my way. Two. I put a lot of effort into avoiding things I don't like or that I'm afraid of. Three, I spend a lot of time pursuing comfort and pleasure. Once you've completed this quiz, you can flip back to see your progress. Stoic practice takes a lifetime of work, so while hopefully you will see some improvement, don't fret if you didn't. By completing this exercise, you'll have taken a big step in testing out what exercises in the discipline of desire may work for you and in your future practice. You'll be able to create a personalized stoic curriculum at the end of this book using only the exercises that work best for you. So that is the end of week 17. That is also the end of part one, which is the discipline of desire. So I'll offer my personal reflection on 17, meditating on others' virtues. I guess I do... Uh, think about people that I admire, um, meditate on others. Virtues could be those people that uh, I choose to, to wish to emulate, um, be they uh, business people that uh, have made smart business choices in a business world or financial choices or maybe people that uh, uh, are good friends and they offer uh, um, unquestioning friendship. Uh, help when you need it sort of thing. 
Those are certainly virtuous uh, habits and behaviors. So yeah, I do meditate on those things and I do appreciate those things. And the stoic thinking uh, is uh, is certainly something I'm, I'm wrapping my head more around and uh, getting deeper into it, understanding that it is not about being unfeeling or being a rock or being... Um, uh, um, a face of, uh, of uncaring stone that uh, never cracks sort of thing. That, that's not what we're doing here. Uh, what we're doing is, is we're, we're sifting through the behaviors and thoughts that make for a virtuous and uh, good life. Um, there's a lot of uh, vice that's available in the modern world, as we all know. Television's full of it. The internet's full of it. You know, Main Street uh, um, in the world is full of it, and uh, we constantly have to be on the guard of these things. And I think a stoic outlook on life for me is uh, is helping um, put those things in better perspective, so I can understand that there are other people that do have virtues, and other people that do have vices, and I can't control those things, so I can't worry about those things. That's one of the major things that I've, I've really learned is uh, things that are out of my control, I just can't concern myself about. You know, I can, we can talk about it, we can discuss it, but it certainly isn't going to keep me up at night. So meditating on others' virtues is actually uh, something that uh, is worth doing. It's, it's worth thinking about your friends and uh, your um, co-workers or your uh, relatives that are doing virtuous things. And... Uh, being kind with, um, being being generous with kind words to to them, uh, to show your appreciation as uh, Marcus Aurelius shows. You know, um, nothing is more cheering than exemplifications of virtue and the characters of those about us, suggesting themselves as copiously as possible. We should keep them always ready to hand. Basically, yeah, have compliments ready to hand out to people when they're doing a good job, and that uh, is going to show your good character. And help those people feel better. So, uh, you know, the Stoics can actually offer a lot of very positive things to the world. It's not all about, you know, roses and sunshine and lollipops. It's about uh, reality and uh, finding a balance between appreciating the things that are within our control that we can do, our character, you know, our, our personal behavior, and things that are out of our control that we can't, and understanding the difference. So that is the end of week 17. Uh, we'll be back with week 18 and starting a brand new portion of the book part two, which is the discipline of action. We'll talk more about that next week. Until then, stay stoic.